1: Las Vegas. Las Vegas, viva Las Vegas.
2: I
3: That's all, that Mr. Vos Vegas. Yeah. That's yes, what he they're is. calling it, Vos Vegas. He's taking over the joint. Morning, Vossie.
0: Uh, uh, good morning, James. Brandy, can you believe? Here I am. i like I can't believe I'm here. Where I'm speaking to you right now. I'm across from the Bellagio. The fountain goes off every 15 minutes like the Ocean's Eleven movie. Yes. Caesar's Palace next to it. Planet Hollywood, the other side of the road. Um, the Eiffel Tower restaurant. The mm. you know the Eiffel Tower, one-third the size. And, and I look down uh, Las Vegas Boulevard, and who's the first person I see? Hammy Goodman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hammy Goodman Mr. from Mr. himself.
0: Down. Yeah, here I am looking for... A, Exactly. I'm looking for a George Clooney or a Julia Roberts or someone, <laughs> and I see Hemi Goodman. So that's a bit of bruising for you. Uh, and
1: now, are you, are you bumping into many Australians, yeah. Vossy we, We've just we just heard Peter Valandy say he's oh, he's worried. <laughs> he's worried because not not just the players, but there's going to be you know 20,000 Australians in Vegas, and they might get up to no good either. But have you bumped many?
0: Have I bumped many? <laughs> <laughs> I have spent the morning uh, filming for the fans. So, uh, mate, I have met a 1,000 Australian fans today all having the time of their life. I mean, I, 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 I'm blessed that I'm here and I get to call this work. But people that have come over here, and obviously not on, a like, really um, long notice. They've come here on relatively short notice, are now already saying... We're coming back next year. We haven't even played the game yet. You know, like, they are having the time of their life. Everyone's on the same cloud nine. We can't believe Rugby League is here. Uh, and last night I took a trip out to Allegiant Stadium, first time I'd seen the Death Star. Yeah, The Rugby League billboard out the front, the digital billboard, Does, you had to pinch me. Was that real? Rugby League being advertised throughout this city. Um, so getting the exposure, they're ramping it up. There's a whole lot of fan events on tonight and the next day. So, you know, it is, rugby league's having a red-hot crack here, and I will talk down, shoot down anyone who wants to say this is not the right thing to do. We should spend our money elsewhere. No, I'm saying dream big, think big, go for it.
3: Bossy, I think it's starting to sink in for all of us that aren't there. The FOMO, the fear of missing out, watching all you guys over there in Vegas. For you as a caller, so this, is this... Yep. Is this like the Olympic Games for you? Is this one of the biggest gigs you've ever had? Where where does it stand for you on on your career?
0: Uh, Event-wise, James, I'm saying that certainly in rugby league, there's nothing bigger in my... This is my 38th Mm. season covering rugby league. I've never experienced anything like this and doubt that I will. Maybe next year might top it, but... The first one, there'll only be one first, we talked about first James on the program last week, didn't we? Um, there'll only be one first one, to say you were here is, is something special. Uh, yes, I've covered Olympic Games and other big sporting events and being at Rugby League World Cups has been a personal favourite, but for the event, the, the landscape that Rugby League is a part of um, this week, it, it, it cannot be topped, it cannot be topped uh, and again, I can only impress on those tuned in right now. We are here for four years after this. Uh, lock in your plans that you've got to get here sometime in the next four years if you are a true rugby league fan.
3: Voss, well, so you're ticking off some of the big sites in Vegas. Now tell us what iconic things have you seen. So you've seen the, the fountain at the Bellagio. Have you seen the gondolas at the Venetian uh, Caesar's yes. Palace where the real Caesar once lived, according to Alan from The Hangover. W- what have you ticked off the bucket list in Vegas so far?
0: Yeah, right. Well, well, I must say, Caesar. I haven't walked inside Caesar's Palace, but from the outside, I had no idea it was that big. I mean, it's, it's a city in itself. The Bellagio, when I pulled up in the Bellagio in a taxi um, today, I really felt like I was on the set of a movie. Mm. Like, you know, so many movies that you've watched over the years around these places. You, again, it's a pinch me moment. Um, I, I actually love the strip. The hardest thing is getting around... Just so people know, and and maybe people have been to France, the Champs-de-Lisey was the widest road I've ever seen, only to be topped by Las Vegas Boulevard. if so <laughs> yeah, you count it's the huge. lanes. Five, six, seven. There's 16 lanes. So it's it's a bloody long road to cross. Like, that's almost my fitness campaign, <laughs> crossing the roads here. Um, it's an amazing strip. <laughs> it's an amazing strip. Uh, and, and seeing Rugby League... I, I heard from the Manly boys that last week... Um, Pat Mahomes and uh, Travis Kelsey were playing at the casino, playing blackjack at the uh, Resorts World. And they were surrounded by security guards, so you couldn't get close. But I think some player may have snuck a photo in from, mm. you know, across the way. So that was a big thrill. The players have had a great time. And, and as far as I'm aware, they've all been well behaved. They've had a great time. They've had some downtime. And, and, you know, they've enjoyed the surrounds. Uh, but I think they're going to remember it too as a career highlight. You know, win, lose, or draw Saturday night.
1: Mm, an experience. That's right. Um, have oh, you hang been, on,
0: a- James? Uh, James. No, 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 no. Hang on, James. I've got a couple of street performers coming towards me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, how do I put it? They're not wearing much. Uh, I'll just let them. I'll just say hi. How are you, ladies? Lovely to see you. I'm just on radio in Australia. Do you know James Magnuson? Yes, yes, they do. They remember you, James, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, no. Wow. Was, were, were, wow. Were they part of that $10,000 Cabana? That's, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, <man>. that's <laughs> incredible. And they, you're right, Matt, James, one of the, I won't give his name, one of the Fox League production crew was stung for a photo. Uh, coughed up twenty five dollars. Wow. For ah. a photo, well, unbeknownst to them, they they got a photo and then had to cough up twenty five American for a photo. Any, yeah, any blackjack?
1: Any roulette? Yeah. Any craps yet? Any anything on the tables?
0: N- no, I took a photo of this uh, the horse racing machine yesterday. One well, of really old school. Someone said it looks like something that you'd find in Reesby Workers, but mm. it's got you know the little horses <laughs> running around the track and you.
1: They yeah, used to yeah, have one yeah. of those at Panthers. Oh, they're <laughs> <Durant. laughs> unreal. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. at
0: Panthers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's at Resorts World. I might give that a crack later today. Yeah. I haven't, y- honestly, guys, yesterday was a full day filming, um, and into the night, and I- I'm about to um. I'm contemplating the Bellagio Buffet mm. next.
1: I might Sounds go, good.
0: Because I'm up this end of the strip, Yep. I thought I might go over there and then get back into the work. We've got a, a team show tonight on Fox League, um, NRL 360 as well. And uh, Yeah, it's going to be a bit on and, and, a, and a real party for the Australian fans. It is going to be... I mean, what could go wrong, Brandy? Live That's audience, Vegas, 20,000 Australians. P-
1: Peter Vlandes has got nothing to worry about. They're
0: coming back, these girls. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, well, we'll, we'll, no, leave, nothing, you, we'll no, leave you to the girls.
0: To <laughs> no, le- Hammy Goodman, he's come back. He's, he's hanging around like a, you know what, but uh, it is amazing. Here I am in Vegas, folks, Bellagio, Caesars Palace, Planet Hollywood, and Hammy Goodman, I'm living the dream.
3: Bossy, thanks for joining us. Enjoy another day of Vegas. Uh, we've got the 7.30 news up next with Vanessa. Then we're straight back, Brandy. We're going to go through those headlines again. And still, of course, Michael Carrianis, not long after the news, heaps of NRL headlines to get through with him. Here on Breakfast, we're powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, second hour up and
1: running here. Breakfast with Missile and Brandy. couple of... Uh Text messages here from the Pearl. He says, Smash Mouth Missile.
3: Mm, was the that Shrek was version.
1: Shrek of the monkeys. Uh, uh, but it, it is actually a Neil, Neil Diamond song.
3: Yeah, didn't know that.
1: Uh, and boys, fun fact, they originally wanted the 32nd of
3: December every four years, not the 29th of Feb, says the Pearl. Why is February so weird? Why is it 28 days? Why twenty? Like How, how did they come up with that? That's bizarre. Quite bizarre.
1: I've never really thought about it. Mm. No, but it is,
3: yeah. Uh Peter Valandis has landed in Las Vegas. Brandy, he spoke with Denny Wilder last PBL night on Audio. Nine News. In Vegas. Uh here's a bit of what he had to say.
4: To be here and to showcase rugby league is certainly uh a dream. The success for me will be firstly, you know, to get the forty thousand people to the ground, but more importantly. It's the mass audience that we want, and that's the, um, the television, you know. We're Is gonna... it here for five years for sure? It's hit, absolutely. You're never going to achieve something over, over one year. You now, when I was coming over on the plane, I thought to myself, you imbecile, what have you done, you know? Uh, uh, you know, The first time you said that to yourself? No, no I've called myself an imbecile many times. Um, actually, uh, I think I'm king of the imbeciles. I think I've taken over from George Costanza, although he's king of the idiots, isn't he? So, so please, a little respect. <laughs> I am Costanza, Lord of the Idiots. What's your biggest fear? Uh, the, the biggest fear I have is something goes wrong, um, you know, and anything could go wrong, but it can go wrong in Australia too. It's, it's, it's certainly Vegas. is a player misbehaviour? Player misbehaviour, but I look, I've got confidence in our players. I, you know, they're professionals, it's round one, and they know they're representing not only the NRL but Australia, so uh, I, I, I'm confident about them, but there's 14,000
1: Australians too. That's right, there's 14,000 Australians. So PVL's not just talking about the players. And he no. said, well, they're professionals. Famous last words. <laughs> but I, I don't think anything's going to go wrong off the field. Um, I just hope it works on the field as well as we are all hoping it does.
3: I agree. Isn't it, it's, isn't it interesting listening to a guy like PVL who, he's such a powerful man? He's so successful. And you, you hear, even he has second thoughts. You know, flying over here is thinking, mm. what have I done? Even well, well, he second guesses himself. It's a great lesson for everyone out there. You'll always have those negative thoughts pop into your head, but just crack on with it. And if you don't take your shot, you'll never know.
1: Yeah. Now the first test between Australia and New Zealand starts this morning, straight after our show. Catch every ball live from Wellington with Jared Waitley Ian Smith, Adam Collins, and the rest of the SEN team. And Jared Waitley joins us on the line now from Wellington. Jared, g'day.
5: Brandy, James, hello. I'm, I'm excited to be in Wellington, but I, I can't help but live vicariously through the Vegas experience at the moment. I'm, I'm so excited for you all, and I, I sincerely hope that it works.
1: Mm. Uh, you're almost uh, a resident over there, Jared. If, if you threw to... If, if SENZ was calling you, they'd say our very own Jared Waitley joined us now on the program. <laughs> you,
5: you can't get away from
1: New Zealand. What's the weather like over there?
5: Uh, it's it's the cliche, it's heavily overcast and it was (laughs) raining as I arrived in from Mm. Auckland this morning, but it is uh, it's dried up and the the ground preparations are underway and it is that classic, you look down onto the square and you can only vaguely pick the pitch, Uh, it's green, it's properly green down and grey overhead, so yeah, if you were to concoct what will the first morning in New Zealand look like, I would have had a stab at this and it's exactly as you would imagine.
3: So, Whoever wins to toss, Jared, are they going to want to bat or bowl first on this pitch?
5: I think I think they will bowl. I know there are, for every now and then it's a trap in New Zealand going with the conditions. But to my eye, uh, you would certainly bowl and then it will probably flatten out and become a little easier to bat as the uh, as the first couple of days go along. But... Yeah, New Zealand's best chance is to get after Australia's top order. And these are the exact conditions for it. And Australia's fast bowlers have been, uh, that's been the entire story of the summer. So I would anticipate that they would love to bowl as
1: well. Jared, I heard um, Pat Cummins um, interviewed and he said, well, I've never played cricket in Wellington. In fact, I've never been to Wellington. We, we don't, and I don't know how long it is since we've played a test match in New Zealand, um, but we don't play enough against them, I don't think.
5: No, I, I concur absolutely with that. So it's eight years since a test series was played here. There are there are some holdovers. So Steve Smith was here, Usman Kowaja, Mitch Marsh, Josh Hazelwood and Nathan Lyon. But yeah, but Mitch Stark and Pat Cummins have had substantial test careers and they haven't played the, with the red ball on these shores. I do think the the chapel hadley concept which was uh, that was imagined as a as an annual tournament three white ball games perhaps i feel like that should be played every year we should really lean into the the trans tasman rivalry um yeah as we probably don't do the right thing by new zealand with test cricket Maybe that's up to them a little bit. They're hellishly uncompetitive against us, which is so odd because they're mm. they were the first World Test champions. They have an excellent record against India and England, but they've only won one out of the past thirty-one Test matches against Australia. So Ooh. perhaps in there somewhere is the psychology of the big brother, little brother, which plays against them.
1: Absolutely, yeah, They are better than that, aren't they? That that's a I mm. I didn't realise the record was so heavily weighted Australia's way. Weight. Uh, Neil Wagner retired. Now I guess. Uh, yeah. He was tapped on the shoulder and said, Neil, this might be it. Um, but there's a good young bowler, Willow Rourke. Uh, so he uh, he fronted up and said, that's it.
5: It was surprising insofar as that they weren't going to pick him because the previous series on Australian shores was defined by Neil Wagner's bowling to Steve Smith, which is a real flex point in Smith's career. Um, every team, every bowler seemed completely out of ideas. And Wagner uh, bowled to great effect the short stuff, which curtailed Smith and frustrated him immensely. And, and since that time, that's been picked up by numerous other teams. And Smith's been nowhere near as prolific as in the past. But he, he was 37, Wagner, and... Um, Absolutely wholehearted, and once they told him he wasn't going to be picked for either of these test matches, he gracefully bowed out to great affection, I think it should be said. And mm. um, So, yeah, young Tyros to get after Australia. Tim Southey's the captain, so he's the, he's the stalwart, um, and now the likes of O'Rourke. So there's some question around, they'll probably play a fourth seamer rather than a spinner in Santner as well, so they might just go all out to try to unsettle Australia.
3: Jerry, it was talk that these, I think the first three days of this match were sold out. Is that
5: right? Yeah, the first four days, in fact. First um, four days. 14,400 capacity. It's a oh, beautiful it's little. little cricket ground. Yes. It's very English. Um, just the hill, uh, which is a third of the ground. So I'm at the Vance Street end, so in the grandstand. And when you look to the other side of the ground, it's a hill. There's a, what looks to me like a war memorial, which we'll go and have a look at a little bit later on. Um, the seating is on this side of the ground, and then there are what would there be? One, two, three, four, five. It's sort of six bench, six rows of bench seats um, for the rest of the way around. So it, it it's very suburban. Is you can you sort of just wander down Adelaide Street, and then suddenly it's in front of you. Um, yeah, beautiful, picturesque. Uh, but nowhere just a proper cricket ground, not a stadium. So, mm. yeah, it doesn't always fill. So we shouldn't take that for granted. Australia are a big kicker draw. I feel like this should be a three-test series rather than a two-test mm-hmm. series. But there'll be a terrific atmosphere today, and a lot of Australians have travelled. Um, I made my way over in the past twenty-four hours, and there are there are a heap of people on a couple of planes I was on that were all heading here as well. So yeah, it's, it's I, it'll be charming um, as well as uh, hopefully ferocious in the middle.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd like to be there at the Basin. I've I've played footy at the Basin. Uh, it's a beautiful little yeah, really. it really is. Uh, now we we posed this question. Uh, we had our seven tackle set yesterday. One of the questions was, Jared, will Steve Smith still be opening this time next year?
5: This time next year, yes. yes. I'll throw it yeah. at you. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, he will. So uh, that's, that's following that's the five test the question,
1: series against India. Yeah,
5: yeah. The Smith part of the equation will work, I think. Uh, he, is, he might be the great batter of his generation. He's certainly one of the big four. He'll make his adaptations at the top of the order. The real question for me is whether Green is ready to pin down number four. Mm-hmm. So, four is for a player who routinely makes centuries and averages more than 50. It's not, so six has been the perfect spot for Green to learn his game and serve his apprenticeship. But once you move to four, you have to routinely make centuries and it's, it really is in his hands whether he's ready to be that player just yet. I think he will be that player, but is he ready to be that player right now? And that's the, the balance that Australia will have to walk. Smith, I think Smith will be fine, but if Green is not making... If by this time next year he hasn't made three centuries at number four, then that's not working because that's one of the prime positions in the batting
0: order.
3: Jared, if there's a sold-out crowd, and this, this is so popular... Why don't we beat up on our little brothers over there in New Zealand more often, bring them over and whip them on Australian soil a few times every couple of years?
5: Well, I think think the answer to that, James, is because they've been disappointing on our shores. Mm. So, in a way, this is more suited to being over here. So, there was a great build-up in 2019-20, three-test match series, back to Boxing Day. And they were barely competitive. Separate to the the Wagner duels with Smith and Wade, um, they got walloped, and, and they were really disappointing.
3: Okay. Um,
5: so, whether they represent box office on our side of the Tasman, I think I think you could judge by the schedule. The answer to that is no. But Australia is definitely box office on this side of the Tasman, and I feel like that's part of the evolution of this phase of Test cricket. I think will be. Uh, go and play where you are sought after and then pick and choose who you play on home soil. Everyone can still play everyone, but we've just sort of lived through a summer which is a bit less than India and England, shall we politely say. Um, but when Australia went to Pakistan, it was fantastic when Australia goes to the West Indies, when Australia goes to New Zealand. So I wonder about that. Maybe it's just not, it's not just equal you tour here, we tour there. It's maybe we need to be a bit cleverer. In the scheduling to, to keep these rivalries healthy.
1: And, and one of the things you did while you were in Vegas for the, uh, the Super Bowl, Jared, was go out and watch the Live Golf. And a story that's just come across oh. our desk, something that uh, I don't really want you to comment on, but amazing 38 um, year old Anthony Kim returns to golf after 12 years, retired at 26 uh, off the PGA tour. He's back 12 years later. Live have just signed him up, which is incredible.
5: So they've got a really interesting they've got great depths in their field. So when when we sat there so we sat on the eighth and watched the groups come through and most of the groups had a name player, is it stretched to eighteen to twenty who would go, Yeah, I'd be happy to get out on the fairways and watch those golfers. So from where it started where they had a handful, they have grown that. Now the the rest of it is, is up for how you feel about it and, and whether you think the three rounds is enough and that but the depths of the fields that they have gathered are serving their format really well, and it was a it was a good, fun morning and afternoon in Vegas, and, and we saw, without question, uh, a good number of the world's best golfers play in front of us.
3: Jared, all the best with the call over there today. Uh, expecting a big day from the Aussies, and uh, we'll check in with you later in the
5: week. Ripper, have a great week, and uh, yeah, I hope Vegas is as spectacular as it could be. Thanks, We're Jared. I'm
3: sure it will be. The first test between Australia and New Zealand starts this morning, straight after our show. Catch every ball live from Wellington with Jared, Ian Smith, Adam Collins, and the rest of the SEN team.
2: And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with Michael Carianis.
1: MC, good morning. Uh, baby watch, what, uh, what's happening?
2: No movement yet, boys. No movement yet. Probably still a little bit, two and a bit weeks away before. Uh, oh, plenty of time. Oh, you could have gone to
3: Vegas. So. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's not so much that. It's also the fact that we've got a eighteen month old, so it's a little bit hard for my wife to move around at the moment. Hey,
3: Mitch, Mitch Moses has sent a precedent for men around the world. Now, he he played <laughs> regardless. So I'm I'm using that as a precedent for my future future life.
2: Well. I did do three sixty the day after the first one was born.
3: Yeah, you're a machine. yeah, that's all right. Get to Vegas. Yeah. What yep. are we talking
2: about here? But oh, it's a bit far. It's a bit far.
3: Mm. Bit all drama. right, well, how, so, you, no, I had my
2: little.
3: Yeah. How do you, how do you feel getting bumped for Jared Waitley? We took his call over yours today. Uh, controversial. I, I was I was vouching for you, MC. Yeah, but I'm sure you're pushing for me. I myself.
2: was. Oh <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure you were.
1: Uh, and that's and so What's so
3: great... w- so was I, Michael.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. You wanted me at nine oh five, Brandy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can join
1: the cricket boys um, now. W- were you doing an in, NRL in fantasy team last night? Is, is someone someone? Yes,
2: yeah. Late finish at my house last night. Had um, uh, well, twelve of us get together. We do it every year, and um, I ended up with pick one, so I got your boy Nathan Cleary, um, Brandy.
3: Right. Is I, he is he the top scoring guy on uh, Supercoach?
2: Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of variations in, in um, some of the rules that we have in our comp as well. So, yeah, but, yeah, he's, it's probably him or Nico Hines are the top picks. Yeah, really? Nick, um, Nico,
1: well, Nico Hines last year had 40 uh, line break assists, 30 try assists. Yeah. Like so, mm, so yeah. for a year that you, you might have thought, oh, well, Cronulla didn't go that good, but the, Nico's attacking numbers were...
3: Pff. I would have thought the super coach guy, if if he plays, and is, kick is Tom Trebojevic. Remember, he broke the record. Yeah. It was like a hundred and fifty points and a half, or something but, outrageous. But that, that was
1: in twenty one, wasn't it? Was that twenty one? I'm
3: not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was
1: twenty one. Right. Where no. the game was, d- so he I, the game was different. As high
3: now, I don't, I don't think so. I don't mm. think anyone. Do you do the super coach? I don't mean it. I I tried it a couple of years, and it got to Origin, and I just lost interest because half of my players were out, and I didn't have enough picks. It just, yeah, it, it lost me there. Yeah, but it is uh, very popular.
1: Now the NRL casualty list, we just we spoke about Cohen Hess. Um we didn't yesterday, but uh, that news filtering through. Uh terrible for Cohen Hess to be out for the season, along with Tom Gilbert already ruled out for the season, both ACLs.
2: Yeah, two Queensland forwards gone for for the season. Tom Gilbert and then Cohen Hess as as well, two um important players of of the S line golf in the year and the Sharks also received some really bad news with young forward jesse Calhoun. calhoun um gone uh for a long long time uh boys I haven't put a time frame on, on it but it's my understanding it could be up to four months with a foot Ooh. injury and he suffered um a foot injury or a leg injury as well in last year's corresponding trial against same venue same week uh, same team you know week two of the trials against canterbury last year he suffered a a foot injury, which, which sidelined him as well. So it's really unlucky. But, yeah, he could be missing for up to four months, which is huge.
3: That must be a bad injury. In that same game, I saw Sasaya Fecky was limping around, hobbling a bit with the foot. Is, is he pulled up fine?
1: Uh I think That was Katoa. Sioni Katoa. Ah, Katoa, yeah. Katoa, yep.
3: Fecky was... Yeah, I think they were okay. yeah. bit. He, was the, he was the Katoa of 2016. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> I think he's okay, but they've got concerns around um, Dalvin Uchen didn't play in that trial. He's got a mm. calf problem. Um, Braden Hamlin Ueli as well also um, is very unlikely to play round one. Um, so the Sharks, yeah, a few a few issues for him.
3: Can I get a little health check on Jacob Kiraz and Connor Tracy? Are they going to be sweet to start the season?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. Miss, they're interesting now. I don't. I think Kiraz is closer than Tracy. Right. Um, and you know Tracy's. An interesting one because Brunson Sherry was pretty decent in the in those trials. That you think the the obvious selection there would be that he started in the centres. Obviously, Blake Taff, um struggled a little bit in that last game, but I don't think Connor Trace will be anywhere near fit enough to start round one at fullback if he's in the squad. So uh, if he does play, it will be in the centres. But I would have been surprised if he has to play um, reserve grade just to get um, some game time under his belt.
1: Mm, Joash Papali, uh, fullback, at some stage in the year for the Bulldogs. Uh, the back page story today: DCE possible face of the NRL in America. Are we? Are we is this is this fair income? I, I saw Carl Stefanovic. There was a story involving Carl said he'd invested in 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 the league, in like an American league. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it really yeah, yeah. really?
2: Well, not not as a a competition for for the NRL. Obviously, it's if. DCE at the end of his career decides that he wants to run around for another twelve, twenty-four months, and um, there's a little bit of money there in him for, to to try and and do that. Scott Pen, um, the Manly owner, is trying to you know get involved with the um, a rugby league side over there, and if he's prepared to to tip in some cash, well, you know they'll be able to buy a, a marquee player and a guy like Daly Cherry Evans. Look, I just can't imagine. What sort of money
1: would they like? Could I get a yeah. run? Could I get a run over yeah. there in New York? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like so I'll, I'll go imagine? cheap. Like, I, it well, won't cost them that much.
2: Well, well, could you imagine the blokes that Daly would be playing against? Yeah,
3: <laughs> it would be a towel up. That's just,
1: a bit, yeah.
2: But it, anyway, it it's all lead, good. You know, it's all good fodder. It's all a bit of fun, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it just leads you to think of who, you know, who should be you know, their first target. And we're not going to say, you know, Tom Travojevic or Caleb Plonga or someone at the, high, you know, the peak of their powers. I think no. uh, Aaron, Aaron Woods would be awesome over there considering, um, you know, his his stature in terms of his look and the way he talks and, and, you know, in terms of marketability Woods is very marketable. I think he'd be awesome to, to get over there and sort of lead that campaign a little bit.
1: Okay. Uh, uh just while we, while we've got, who, who are you tipping out of the, the bunnies and the, the seagulls?
3: I'm seagulls.
2: Uh, I'm uh, I'm the seagulls as well, yeah. I'm, so am I. Yeah, I've gone manly. Yeah.
3: yeah, value of the weekend.
2: I, I, I'm interested in the way the the shortened field will help South. It sounds silly, right? But I think with the with the like the, their new edge defence that they've got South, I think the shortened field and not giving like the likes of Tommy and um, some of the speedy outside backs that that manly have that extra space might just it might help them a little bit. Help South. I, I'm, mm. Yeah, helps out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I'm
1: Kevin Manley. I've I've been asked plenty of times about what you know what's important. You know, with a narrower field, I'm I'm not sure. Like I'm not sure what's important in narrow. F- like I, I think all the all the things that you do well, you still need to do well on a narrow yeah. field. Uh, is yeah. does kicking become more important? Does field position become more
3: important? Well, I've got um, visions of Tom Trebojevic supporting up the middle. Yeah. And, and running straight up the guts through South Sydney.
1: But but yeah. they they'll be more condensed. Like there, the, the, there won't thing be the there. there won't be the space in the middle or on yeah. the edge. Like mm. even though it's and only I, six I, meters, it's it will be jammed in a bit closer. Everyone will be a little I bit closer.
2: I think that helps South uh, Manly and um, I think that helps South Sydney a little bit more than than Manly. Um, just in mm. terms of you know South's strengths in their forward pack and that sort of um, confusion, I guess a little bit around their edge defence at the moment. So that that you know the lack of space there, they might not get. Um, penalise as much for some poor defensive reads.
1: Yeah. Uh, Now, what's Gus said about Jeremiah Nanai? Or is it uh, Hillam, Lukey?
2: Um, It was... No, Lukey. It was was Lukey. Um, The um, fact that he's got an option his way to remain at the North Queensland Cowboys for another 12 months. And, um, you know, there's been no official announcement from the club, but Gus let the cat out of the bag that he was told that um, Lukey... um, had
1: taken up a 12-month option to remain at the club. at North Carolina. Did no one say to no, Gus, so. spoiler <laughs> alert? Like, <laughs> Gus, come on, mate. <laughs> Seriously.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> the Cowboys are like,
3: well, we don't
2: know about it. We're not sure how Gus
3: knows. Oh, well, you know how Gus would know. He would have invited uh, young healam down to the Chinese <laughs> restaurant at Canterbury Leagues, and his management would have said, <laughs> right. oh, we've actually, we've re-signed for 12 months. We're yeah, staying. Yeah, we're staying. We, That's would what would have have, we would have got a photo
2: if that happened, Miss
3: Bob. Yeah, of course. You've got your inside <laughs> man. Gus is onto him. He's onto your inside man. He caught him last time remember it was a security guard <laughs> taking the photos of the CCTV. Uh, Gus is on to you, MC. Uh,
2: there's, there's been a lots of uh, meetings at the Bulldogs that have come out. Um, they've got to do them at Gus's house instead of pu- in public. Where does Gus live? Jackie's got a mansion. Gus is
1: a shire man.
2: Shire? Yeah, 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 Gus is in the shire. All right, stake yeah, out his house, Mark MC. Coyne. Is that right? Is, I think he's yeah, that yeah, next door, door to Mark, Mark Coin.
1: He, he, yeah, he, yeah. he bought the old house of... Um,
2: yes. Yeah, uh, a Freeman. The... Scomo. Yes. yes.
1: Freeman, like one of the, uh, oh, the, colourful, the colourful identities of, the colourful, of Sydney. Yeah. Oh. Yes. 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 Colourful identity. Yeah, colourful identities. Gangster Gus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is the good father.
3: All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, MC. Good luck with the baby if it comes before we speak to you next. But we'll be talking <laughs> so to you tomorrow. I'm thinking so. tomorrow, so yeah. well, we'll see. I'll okay. Like okay.
1: Speak tomorrow, see MC. Bye.
3: A reminder about our Club Med Caller of the Year prize. We'll be sending a family of four to Bali valued at almost 10K. To be in the running, just call our open line 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You could be our caller of the week and then go into the draw for our Club Med Caller of the Year. Need to get away? Choose Club Med Premium All-Inclusive Holidays. Visit Club Med online or your local travel agent. Uh Vossioki up in just a moment. We'll have to chat about that, Brendy. What's it going to be? We'll ask
1: Vossi. Uh, just back.
3: Yeah, just talking about residencies yes. in Vegas. So I was talking about... Phil Burton, I did Dancing for the Stars with. He had the residency with Human Nature. Did you make a good couple? or <laughs> <laughs> Bill, You weren't won. dancing together? He won. Right, did he? But he's a dancer. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's, he's, a, he's, a he's an band. entertainer. Yeah, he's yeah. a boy band operator. Mm. Well, I saw Adele on the news so talking about her Vegas residency. I was thinking maybe we should send Vossi along to Adele. What do you reckon you got to pay Adele to be the resident at your casino? What, what are we paying for a ticket, or are we paying Adele per what? Adele, per what? where the where the where the casino? So oh Caesar's right. Palace yeah. pays Adele one point two million dollars US per night. No, to perform in Vegas. It's a record. The cheapest seat at the four thousand two hundred seat arena for the night is six hundred dollars. She only does weekends, though. So two nights a week, Saturday, Sunday. So she's making $2.4 million US per weekend. Are you being serious? <laughs> that is
1: crazy That's money. That's good money, isn't? isn't it? That is crazy money. Uh, Reptile says, mark my words, New Zealand will win this test series. I think we've lost our mongrel since Warner retired. Well, well, well literally. He only, he's only just retired. <laughs> give give he us a go. Mongrel. <laughs> and Smith is a major liability. Oh. Reptile. Uh, the Boston Caller is an STI missile. <laughs> Did Brandy hear that, or just let it go through to the keeper, the Pearl? <laughs> uh, to be honest, Pearl, I had to ask uh, Miss oh, what STI was when you sent that in. So I the text in. I I, I didn't have a clue. And uh, this one, you know, you're the Michael when you don't know how to listen to a podcast, but you're on one. Sweet sweet Brandy for breakfast. Yeah. Says Susie from the <laughs> 80s. Susie, I know. I'm I'm living in another world. I really am. I've got no idea. It, the 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 abbreviated words. I'm not up to speed
3: with it. Yes. Yes. Well I slipped it in pretty quickly. I said F B I D E A A F P S T I. So you could have missed it. You mm. could have missed it. Yeah. Uh do you reckon this one's tongue in cheek, that top text, Brandy? Uh I just googled FOMO
1: boys. Um, fear of missing out. Uh then I Googled you, James, as well. Uh you were an Olympian swimmer. Uh that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> So FOMO was something that I, I do know what means. They're I'm, missing out. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. sort of caught up with that one. Um, but to our text didn't know you're an Olympian. <laughs> what do you think I what was doing te- on here? Just <laughs> a punter. <laughs> um, have, you, have you ever heard an interview with Father John Coates, Kangaroo Tourist 69, Mick Elcham played outside him with West Newcastle? Well, that's interesting. And uh, Father John Coates would be an interesting one to talk to. Uh, we had a couple of others. Morning, gents. Love to hear from Paul Osborne, ex-Raider player, Kane from the Central Coast. Paul Osborne lives in Switzerland now.
3: Really? Yes. What um, era are we talking for Paul?
1: Aussie. I played school footy with Paul Osborne, so he's my era. So, 90s. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 80s. 80s. 80s? 80s, yeah. Played played with the Dragons in the 80s. So okay. big front rower, very talented. Uh, he's young bloke, and I think Aussie's sort of like Hopawati. I think Ozzy's got ten kids. Uh, really? Hopper's got eleven. Did you say that was another Hopperati came through? Yeah, the, there was on another the only yeah. played for Brisbane. Brisbane, yeah, he's been around for a while. Okay, he's not. He's not young. Is he the, the
3: last of the Hopperatis?
1: No, I think uh, no, no. I think the last of them played the week before, um, and I can't remember for his Manly? first no, for Manly. Nineteen-year-old, slim, different, Insane. completely different-looking build to. Most of the other hopper do some
3: research on the genetics there. Albert Hopperwhitey actually is really coming into his own now. He's his, looking better. He was a star at junior level, and he took a while to come through, didn't he? Three knee reconstructions.
1: Oh, really? He was a sta- he was a star of Manly juniors and New South Wales. Was he under the one 16's? involved with
3: that try? Yes. With Bradman best. Yep. One of the greats. Length
1: length of the field tries under 16's? under sixteen New 16 South, South Wales.
3: Wales. Yeah. Still waiting for that team to come through and dominate it. Uh, at first grade level. This so, year, do you think this year will be our year in state of origin if Luttrell and Turbo play? Yes. Yeah, That's if, all if, it is, right? If Latrell and Turbo play in any of those years. If you got your best players we're fit,
1: I think we're, yeah, we'll be hard to beat. Can you have Phil Smythe on Throwback Thursday? One of the great basketballers. Yes, he was. Phil Smythe, one of the great
3: basketballers from Adelaide. Phil Smythe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who I'd like to get? Tim Morrissey. Who's now at News Limited, another basketball player. He'd be a great chat as well to get on. Yeah,
1: now he's the editor.
3: Head of sport. Yeah,
1: let's do that. We'll get um, Tim Morrissey on and talk about basketball and also the job that
3: he's got now, head of sport at News Limited. Yeah, very interesting transition. Uh, Hey, boys, what a disaster if we get a game like we did between the Gold Coast and the uh, the Tigers from a couple of years ago over in Las Vegas. I think that game is now referred to as Dog's Water Cup. Uh do you remember that one?
1: No. Oh, it was a bludger. Oh, was that 4-2? 4-2. 4-2. Yep. And I don't think I think we the will. Gold Coast scored did the Gold Coast score right on like
3: right near the bell. The do- I, th- oh, I think this is part of the reason behind the teams we picked there, right, is these are four attacking minded teams. Particular, I mean, Manly, they're all out at attack, basically. South's big attacking team. Mm. Just thinking through. Bron- Broncos, probably the best attack in the NRL last year. Roosters' attack wasn't great last year, and it looked pretty clunky in the trial games. So that may be the main Potential's worry. Potential's there for the attack, but Yes. Uh,
1: Lehigh Lehi- Hopawadi is the youngster at Manly, says Juan. Thank you, Juan. Lehigh, that's it. Fullback winger. Uh, he would have scored more than... Uh, more if they had 27 rounds like they do now. Not hard to score more points all time when you play twice as many games. Black Stump Eel. Yeah, uh, for Daryl Halligan. Yeah, but 27 rounds. rounds—they still well, There's three buys in that. So you what did they used to play back then? 24. 20, 24. Ah, 22. Okay. 22 was, I think, the least we used to play.
5: Did Jared like, Croker
1: end
3: up breaking the record? Mm, no. no, I don't think so. He didn't break did it? Did he? No. He was super close. He was. He was super close because he was going to be the guy that broke all the point scoring records, but just faded In, off a little well, bit. Well, injury. Inju- injuries. Injuries. Yeah, injuries yeah, cruel, yeah, cruel yeah. Cruel. Yep. yep. I can see Chuck out there madly Googling if Jared Croker is the top point scorer of all time. He is not. It is uh, Cameron Smith. <sighs> ah, Cameron Smith. It's insane, insane, isn't it? Has uh, and Smith then Hazemel second. Cameron the hooker, highest point scorer of all time. is just
1: Cameron Smith back on our show, back on the breakfast show Monday mornings, starting next week. So when the when is the, he in Vegas? The league is up and running. No, he's not in Vegas. No, I think nine. I don't. I don't know how many people nine sent across. Because uh, I, I did read a story. Matt Thompson, who's calling a game, is calling a game from here. Um, really? If I'm right, did I read that right? It's just not the same, is it? Calling maybe they. History, no, maybe yeah. they. Maybe they just sent some sideline people. Maybe. Yeah, okay. Well, I know Freddie. He didn't over want there. to go, but he's there.
3: Oh, sure, he didn't. Well, yeah. he, that's what he said to me. Yeah, said, yeah, I said,
1: yeah. Are you keen? He goes, No, not really.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, It'd be one of those ones probably once he landed in Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd, you'd get keen, I reckon.
1: Uh, this one. Heading to the basin shortly, boys. Hosting a few clients in a marquee. We'll be smashing a few margarita cans. Or well, make sure you do. Hopefully, the Aussies five down at lunch. Enjoy the cricket brandy. Thank you. Thanks for that. Uh, there's no name to the text, but enjoy the basin and uh, a couple of spicy mugs at the cricket would be fantastic.
3: Yeah, I reckon so. Hey, it's almost time for the cricket. That's going to be here on SEN with Jared Waitley and the crew straight after us. We are powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. That's
4: one small step for man, one giant leap for
0: mankind. Is a famous victory, a magnificent performance.
5: Here's Eloise replacing the world he cup. He's gone yeah! on breakfast with Vossi and Brandy on this day,
1: and the day that happens every four years, the 29th of Janu- uh, February 2024. On this day uh, in 1964, Dawn Fraser records the fastest 100 meter freestyle of her career. Smashing her own record of 58.9 in Sydney. She went on to win her third straight gold in the event at the Tokyo Olympics. There uh, we go.
3: Australian cricketer Sean Abbott was born on this day in 1992. Happy 32nd birthday to Sean, or that would make him eight.
1: It would too. Uh, it's also big Nelson Solomon's birthday. He's 28 today, born in 1996. So he's
3: seven. Uh, on this day in 1992... Mr. Big began a three week run at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 with this song.
0: So come on, baby, come on over.
5: Let me be the one to show you. I'm the one who wants to be with
4: you. Deep inside, I hope. Wow,
1: 1992,
3: Mister Big. I would have thought that was boys to men or Mm. something like that. Good song.
1: Yeah, former Warrior and Gold Coast player Clinton Torpy is celebrating his 44th birthday today. Oh, a bit of we got a bit of everything. Uh, He was part of the Warriors 2002 Grand Final side and also represented the Kiwis 22 times and was a really good centre. And that was
3: that was one of the great uh, features on an album as well when Clinton Torpy join Mr. Big for that song in 92. Yep, so uh, good they're singer. They're going to the
0: tap here. They're going go to go the right side. Fiend's got it. Now to John Doyle. Consolation try coming oh, up. Oh. Maybe not. I don't think so. Clinton told. Tore-
3: I imagine early 2000 Warriors would have been a nightmare to play. A couple of those big forwards, your Ali Laotiti. Laotiti was such a good player. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Tor- Torpy in the backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Francis Melly was around then. Yep. Awesome side. Uh, we lost actor and singer Davy Jones from The Monkees on this day in 2012.
2: Now I'm a believer. I heard a train.
1: There we go, Davy Jones' Locker in Hawaii.
3: He was only 66 Mm. when he passed away. Isn't it funny, different generations, obviously. For me, that song means Shrek.